Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is the Rob Carson Show. This would be our number two of the Rob Carson Show on the day that right now, hearings are opening whistleblower testimony in Congress right now. Two whistleblowers are going to be testifying on uh, Joe Biden um, corruption with his family. We all know the story. You got uh, suspicious activity reports of bank accounts and tens of millions of dollars coming from our enemies and all of that. And that's one of the reasons why uh, Donald Trump was, well, uh, gotten a letter a Sunday night from Jack Smith, who's already indicted him one time, has decided out of nowhere, out of whole cloth, to go after him for January the 6th, even though Donald Trump was uh, acquitted of any uh, any incitement with regard to uh, January the 6th by Congress when he was impeached for the second time. So. Oh, then there's that. Oh, and then, of course, there's a congressional kangaroo court that happened for weeks that was produced by an ABC producer that had people like uh, Liz Cheney there and, and Adam Schiff presenting a one-sided argument with no cross-examination and no defense witnesses at all. And what happened then? Well, absolutely nothing. You know why? Because he didn't incite anything on January the 6th. This is all about keeping Donald Trump from running because, and by the way, just real quick, I want to thank Jack Smith personally. I'm going to be the only conservative pundit who does this. Pundit. I'm a pundit. Whatever. No. I'm a guy. Uh, (laughs) I'm a pundit. Sure. I'm a pundit. I'm a journalist, too, while I'm at it. Sure. You're a pundit. You're a journalist. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, I'm just a common sense guy. All right, who just happens to have a pretty extensive career in broadcasting and studying politics and writing political satire. That's what I am. But uh, but that's what it all is all about. And and I want to thank Jack Smith for giving Donald Trump ten more points. Uh, this is going to be probably worth about ten more points. And uh, and it's going to be pretty bad here if you keep indicting Donald Trump. He's going to be polling at above one hundred percent. Here is uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene with a beautiful a beautiful line, a couple of beautiful lines uh, yesterday about what's happening in our country. President Trump is to arrest him, smear him, charge him with ridiculous charges, all in a cover-up of Joe Biden's crimes, Hunter Biden's crimes. It's it's unbelievable. It's hard to even recognize that this is our country. Um, The American people are going to be furious. Listen to that. Did you hear that? Listen to this that this is our country. Um, the American people are going to be furious. Nah. And and what Jack Smith is... Oh, hell no. We've been that way for a long time. You know, we've been really furious for a really long time. It's getting worse than that. What's doing is, is the weaponized government. And he's weaponizing the Department of Justice against President Trump. Yeah, and here is another uh, wonderful piece from uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's an extremist. She's a denier. No, she's not. She's just a badass conservative woman. That's what she is. President Trump is winning the primary with over 80% in poll after poll after poll. He is our presumptive nominee, just as I predicted he always would be. Um, He will win the general election. That's what polling shows over and over and over again. And the American people want him back in the White House. We don't want criminals uh, running our government. We don't 
don't want communists in charge. We're a free people, and, and we're determined to stay one. Isn't it kind of weird that the indictment or the letter for the indictment happened, uh, I don't know, a couple days before a gigantic day in Congress where two IRS whistleblowers who are very credible are going to bring credible evidence that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are completely corrupt? Here we have three powerful committees joining together. We have Judiciary, Oversight, and Ways and Means coming together. This is a big one. This is not your usual congressional hearing, kids. Linking arms and putting all of our evidence together. Of course, the timing is, is too, it's so ironic. It's it's like you almost could write it in a script for a movie. And the world is laughing at us. They're watching America literally fall from the inside as our government has become weaponized against their political opponents. And realize that freedom-loving people around the world want America to succeed because for them to succeed, America has to. They know it. They know it. There are a lot of people who see right through this, even if they live in France, and they know that if America's light's extinguished, then it's over for goodness. A little bit more from MTG about the evidence. And our investigation is not directly into Hunter Biden. Our investigation is directly into Joe Biden. Oh. And the amount of evidence that we already have in a very short, uh, just under seven months, is shocking. We have LLCs. Uh, we have wire transfers on bank statements coming from many foreign countries into these LLCs, being paid out to Biden family members. Biden family member and Biden family member. This is something that cannot be ignored. And the um, the establishment Washington here, those that, that want to continue to pre protect Joe Biden, they know it better than anyone. So, of course, Jack Smith is ramping this up. And the American people see it for exactly what it is. Yeah, because they're the ones who are scared. That's why we shouldn't be afraid. They're the ones who are afraid. And by the way, there are several far-left senators, uh, radical uh, uh, Republicans, are threatening to leave the the GOP if the party continues its path of, uh, of, uh, of uh, defending uh, Joe Biden and going after George Bush. Those are uh, Lisa Murkowski, John Thune, John Cornyn, among others, who are, and Mitt Romney, threatening that they could possibly leave the Republican Party unless they uh, get off this going after Joe Biden and, uh, and uh, stop protesting going after Donald Trump. So I say if they want to go, don't let the ass hit you in the door. Bye-bye, Mitt. Here's Mitch. Bye-bye, Murkowski, too. I might be joining you and stop living a lie. I think this is Jim Gossett. Bye-bye, Blunt. Sounds like Mitch. Bye-bye, Lindsey Graham. Bye-bye, Lindsey. Conservatives we slam, so why not say goodbye? Where's Lindsey Graham? Bye-bye, party. Bye-bye. Take it away, Mitt. Yes, we're all rhinos. We are swamp rats. We might as well be Democrats. Might as well. Goodbye, John Thune, who we applaud. Murkowski. Cause just like you meant, John is a fraud. Oh, thank you, Mitch. I appreciate that. Bye-bye, <laughs> plan. We'll never come to pass. Cause Trump will kick our ass. We met with the wrong, wrong guy. That is nice. Bye bye to us. Bye bye. I gotta tell you. You know what? I, I wrote a lot of really, really good stuff for Rush Limbaugh, but I'm gonna tell you. Uh, that's about as good as it gets right there. Jim Gossett, ladies and gentlemen, wrote that this morning. I said, hey, man, we need something on these, these rhinos who are threatening to leave. You know, it's kind of like, 
I don't know, it's like having Jeffrey Dahmer as a roommate and say, uh, Jeffrey saying, hey, you know what, unless you clean up your act, I'm moving out. You're like, okay. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like that. Oh, oh, and, and if you needed any more um, evidence that we're winning, and we are winning, these, the, all of this crap is just distraction nonsense. But uh, here's, here's another way that I know that we're winning. You know that new uh, thread, the new uh, Twitter that Mark Zuckerberg created? You know, everybody's going to go over to thread, and everybody's, you know, Whoopi Goldberg is going to go on thread, like she's going to have a lot of people following her over there. Anyway, threads... Uh, apparently saw an initial 100 million users faster than any group. group. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking about Hunter Biden or, or Joe Biden. Faster growth than any app in history. Two days after its launch, July 7th, reached peak traffic, 49 million daily visitors. By uh, July 14th, Bastille Day. Bastille Day, that was Friday, down to 23. Gigantic fall, 50% drop in daily activity on threads. You want to know one of the reasons why? Because Twitter isn't just a social media network. It's an action. All right? Think about how hard it is going to wrest this from Elon Musk that you tweeted something. It's, it's a tough road to hoe going against Twitter, and it looks like it's doing a face plan. I had a, a video just promoting Donald Trump was getting on my show last week. 30,000 views. It isn't a brand. It's an action. That's why it's still so powerful. And also the fact that Mark Zuckerberg is a complete uh, D-bag and, uh, and uh, a leftist. And uh, there you go. And, he's, and he censored a lot of, of free speech. Let's go to, what do we see? Do we have, who do we have? Do we have uh, Tariq in Ellicott City? Let's get to Tariq in Ellicott City. Hello, Tariq. How you doing, my friend? Hi. Good afternoon. Uh, there's yeah. three ladies three ladies that I want interviewed by this committee. They are Hillary Clinton, Miriam Bowser, and Nancy Pelosi. Yes. I want to know why is it that there were not sufficient law enforcement people at the demonstration? I was there. I was standing right across the parking lot from the building with my wife, and we were, uh, we were chanting, stop the steal, like just about all the other uh, retired people at the demonstration. But I did see some young fellows walking around with those uh, electronic earpieces. And I said, oh, that's interesting. What's wrong with this picture? I wonder who he is. And then one of them right in front of me, maybe I was 10 feet away, picks up one of those barricades and separates it and lets uh, several thousand people come in. They weren't pushing against the barricade. He yeah. had opened it up right in front of some people. They walked in. The people behind didn't know he had just opened it, and they just walked in. And they didn't no. break down the door. They were let in. There were no yes. damaged doors. Well, they Tariq, Tariq, I want to I want to ask you this, Tariq. How do unarmed people break into a federal building that is supposed to be that secure? Do you suppose that the J6 protesters without any weapons would be able to storm the uh, the US Mint? Uh, no, I don't. And you're probably a football fan. There's, yes. There's a strategy in uh, in tackle football being drawn off sides. Yes. Okay, that's yes. what happened over here. <laughs> yes, The yes, people yes. in charge drew the protesters off sides. Yes. They shouldn't have gone into the building. Yeah. But, you know, if the door is open and no one's yeah. saying stop, 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 I can understand why they would have walked in. Well, Tariq, explain to me why there was no damage to the inside of the building and why people were staying within the velvet ropes in the rotunda and taking selfies with police officers. Because these people... 
people were not part of any attempt to overthrow the government and create the destruction. Yep. You know, our, our friends in the uh, liberal establishment really believe inside it takes a pillage. You have to destroy in order to get social change. We don't believe that. <laughs> it takes a pillage. <laughs> you like that line? That's beautiful. It takes a pillage. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's glorious. Tariq, that's beautiful. Listen, I got to run, bro. Okay. Thanks for the call. Let me let me just read some of the uh, criminals that are affiliated with January the 6th, the insurrection at the, uh, at the Capitol. And these are the people, you know, you think of these people right up there with uh, John Brown. You know, I mean, uh, he, was, he was fighting against the South. He was a good guy. But anyway, uh, here we are. You've got uh, all of these people here. One, I have a count of uh, conspiracy to commit forgery, 14-year felony, two counts of forgery, count of conspiracy to commit uttering and publishing, one count of uttering and publishing, com- com- conspiracy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Kathy uh, uh, Burden, 70. Clifford Frost, 75. Stanley Grott, 71. John Haggard, 82. Marianne uh, Henry, 65. Don't these just sound like a badass army going to the Capitol to storm it? Uh, let me see. Uh, James Renner, 76. Lansing, Michigan. Myra Rodriguez, 64. Rose Rook, 81. Pawpaw, picking up pawpaws. Put them on your pocket. Uh, Marianne Sheridan, 69. Ken Thompson, 68. Kent Vanderwood, 69. These are the criminal conspirators who tried to overthrow the government before they got to uh, Old Country Buffet for the early bird special. Yeah, they're real, and they really, really had a serious, uh, uh, serious uh, insurrection. All right, a little bit more on this, and then some of the hearings. I'm trying to grab some audio from the hearings. Your phone calls is welcome, uh, G- as well, I should say. Gina and Johnny, you guys are up next. This is the Rob Carson Show. Driving snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. This is Jason Aldean. Three years after the riots of 2020, getting attacked by the left for this. Sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk. Carjacking old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool, act a fool if you like. Left is saying that he is uh, talking about lynching, which is uh, what they do. They're morons. Uh, he is talking about America's small towns. It's kind of weird. You know, I, I went to uh, you know my hometown and uh, all the surrounding communities. The small towns, uh, two hundred people or less. And and uh, and I, I remember when uh, the riots were happening. I said, "Why don't you bring that stuff to my neighborhood? If you think you're so tough, why don't you bring that to my neighborhood? Because I got neighbors up and down this block. Half of them have firearms. I would love to." And I wasn't called a racist. You know why? Because I wasn't being racist. But you know what's really racist? Is Jason Aldean talks about uh, uh, robbing liquor stores and doing this and burning stuff. And the left immediately assumes he's talking about black people. 
So there you go. <laughs> You're racist. They're like, it's racist. You know, and I don't think any of the words in there he said, oh, yeah, the black people. It's just that liberals, of course, said, oh, he's talking about robbing stuff and burning stuff and all this. He must be talking about black people. I mean, how racist could the left couldn't be? I'm, I'm downloading that song. I don't even like country music that much, but I am downloading that song. It is called Small Town, and it is. It's what America's small towns and reasonable suburbs are saying. Bring that crap here and see how well it works. Because it ain't going to fly. And you know what else ain't going to fly? This BS on Capitol Hill uh, with uh, with this the IRS whistleblowers telling the truth and the left trying to tear them down in this BS indictment of Donald Trump. Yeah, bring that stuff because America's small towns are really just kind of done with all this nonsense. We're tired of being flyover country. We're tired of being abused. We're tired of all of our money going somewhere else, including $200 billion to a war in Ukraine while America's streets crumble even though, you know, infrastructure was supposed to fix it. Yeah, bring it. Bring it. Anytime you want to bring it. Bring it to D- out of D.C. Bring it to a small town. See how far that gets you. Let's go to uh, Gina in Fredericksburg. Hello, Gina. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hi. Uh, speaking of small towns, there was some gunfire in Pennsylvania County some months back. And when the news reporter got there, there's residents walking all over with their um, Second Amendment rights ready to help the police in any way they could. And I had heard a few people on Facebook say, look at all the guns in Pennsylvania. We want to move there. (laughs) Well, you know, Gina, where I live, open carry is available. And uh, Gina, would you like to guess how many liquor store robberies and smash and grab robberies happened in my my suburb this last year? I'm going to guess none. None. You're exactly right. You are exact. No smash and grab robberies. Nobody going into the Walgreens. We don't have to put chains on the doors or nothing. You know why? Because you get your ass shot if you try that stuff. Or somebody will take that grocery cart uh, of of laundry detergent you're leaving uh, big lots with, and they'll just take the cart from you, or they'll block their car, or they'll uh, or they'll uh, you know let the air out of your tires. So uh, yeah, exactly, Gina. That's a good point. And you made the comments about Jack Smith being yes. either the snake or the or the tool, but he is both. He is a snake and he is a tool. That's right. You've got Merrick Garland, his toilet is overflowing, and Jack Smith is a snake who's going to try and unclog it. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Let's go to uh, Johnny in Silicon Valley. Hello, Johnny. How you doing, my friend? Hey, we all know. Okay, you know, because think about it. Go back to January sixth. Okay, we were there was lockdown, and I keep. You'll love this. So the whole thing was no one got to do Burning Man or, or music festival. So what that really was was Capital Man slash Woodstock, right? These people had nothing to do. They were hanging out, right? It was a big party. I mean, and, and no one, well, those people, oh, yeah, Tatanka, the guy with the horns was going to take over America, right? Yes, I yes, mean, yes. Where's the music yeah. festival? This was literally a music, you know, Burning Man. This was Capital Man. Oh, this yes. direction, and, and also on Trump, the stupidest thing ever. My father founded Stanford Research Institute, okay? They wouldn't talk about classified documents. Tell them we still have the manuals from all the airplanes and everything that was worked on. They can come after us. I mean, hey, Johnny, do you, do you, does your dad, since he was involved with Stanford, does he have any information on the Stanford, Stanford Virality Project where Stanford University worked in cahoots with the federal agencies to shut down free speech? No, he was he was he knows the guys that were on the other side are actually trying to get that out. Oh, good. All right, bro. Well, 
I appreciate your thoughts. I, I got to run. I got to run, buddy. I appreciate it. We got somebody who I really, really love to uh, share and tweet on Twitter. Uh, you may know DC Drano. That guy is Rogan O'Handley. He is a lawyer, conservative artist, social media influencer, an awesome dude. And we're going to get his take on all of this coming up next. In 2010, our debt was $13 trillion. Gold was $1,000 an ounce. Today, $32 trillion and $2,000 an ounce. So now that we have $1 trillion in interest payments annually, another $1 trillion on defense, do we really think the spending is going to slow down? A surging national debt is bullish for gold. Bloomberg stated gold appears as a caged bull awaiting a catalyst. The oncoming commercial real estate crisis will be that catalyst. $1.5 trillion in interest-only loans are coming due, and with vacancies, plunging valuations, and higher interest rates, more companies are just going to walk away. It's no wonder Google searches for how to buy gold hit record levels in 2023. It's as simple as calling Patriot Gold Group today, by the way. Find out why they are an A-plus consumer affairs top-rated gold and silver company nationwide. Call the proud Americans at Patriot Gold today before it's too late. Mention Newsmax and you'll get best-in-class service from Patriots Protecting Patriots. Patriot Gold Group has no fee for life IRA where your IRA or 401k can be physical gold and silver. Call 888-309-9181. That's 888-309-9181 and get a free investor guide today. Patriot Gold Group is Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer for six years in a row. Call now, 888-309-9181. Protect your retirement with the Patriot Gold Group. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. New bumper music alert. By the way, we are uh, expecting a phone call from Rogan O'Hanley, also known as DC Drano on Twitter. Uh, Awesome, 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 awesome. Um, You know, my wife and I are investing in precious metals because, you know, it's a little nuts right now. A little nuts right now. Here's a headline for you from Daniel Horowitz. Deficit explodes in June as interest on debt becomes third largest government uh, expenditure. In other words, do we have a stable economy? No. We don't. $122 billion on debt topped the entire Pentagon budget of $75 billion for the month of June. We are in debt. $32 trillion. And they have no plan for paying it back. And we don't know what it's going to do inflation. We don't know what's going to do the currency. We don't know what the heck is going on. But one thing that has always had value is gold. Precious metals. Here, here is I found this. This is out of Kentucky. A lucky man just found 700 rare U.S. gold coins buried in a cornfield in Kentucky. They were from 1840 to 1862. They're saying, yeah, $2 million. Now, that ain't going to happen for you. You're not going to find them in your backyard. But you can call Swiss America, and you can invest the smart way, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Let Swiss America educate you on protecting your assets. Learn the truth in their shocking report, The Secret of War on Cash. You owe it to yourself to write down this number. And when you do, and when you call or when you text, mention my name, Rob Carson, okay? They're going to set you up. They're going to send you The Secret of War on Cash. You're going to learn a whole lot. And maybe you'll have some ammunition against the 
insanity that's happening right now in our country. Here's a number, 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646. You can call right now, get the secret war on cash freedom. My listeners just mentioned Rob Carson when you text or call 800-289-2646. Or you can go to SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. Message and data rates apply. Yeah, the service on the debt could be enough to wreck the economy. And we've all seen what happens to the value of your money when you go to the grocery store. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. Oh, uh, Jim Comer started uh, testimony on Capitol objection? Hill. Let me start this here. I'm just running this on the fly. This is Jim Comer, con- congressman, with opening statements, opening remarks on the uh, whistleblower testimony. By the way, uh, the whistleblower known as Whistleblower X is Joe Ziegler. He's the gay Democrat. And by the way, the FBI supervisory agent, special agent, told Joe Ziegler, don't go. Decline to respond to the committee. Joe Ziegler is a brave man for doing this. And we're going to get his testimony here very shortly. He says that as a gay Democrat, he has been harangued and harassed and threatened. And he had the temerity and the strength to put his career on the line, his friendships on the line, his party affiliation on the line to tell the truth. Here is Jim Comer. Without objection, Chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, Mr. Jason Smith of Missouri, is waived onto the committee for the purpose of making an opening statement and questioning the witnesses at today's committee hearing. I want to thank Chairman Smith and Chairman Jordan for their cooperation and working. Okay, these sound like kind of perfunctory statements, nothing really meaty or juicy yet. We'll wait for the juicy stuff. In the meantime, we get the the juiciest of stuff right now. You get it on DC Drano on Twitter, and Rogan O'Hanley put that together, and he joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. My brother, it is a pleasure to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's an honor. Appreciate the invite. You guys have one of the best audiences. Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, uh, I I check out your stuff all the time on uh, online. I, I frequently share it on air. I share it on my TV show because you have a uh, real insight. Now, I don't know if you heard this. This is, um, speaking of DC Drano, which, of course, is a, a liquid that you use to uh, to clean out your toilet. Uh, did you hear what John Kerry, or Senator John Kennedy, said about Merrick Garland with regard to uh, to uh, uh, toiletry today? Did you hear this yesterday? I'll play it for you, okay? I, I, I haven't heard the exact quote, but I can only imagine how powerful it is. All right, here it is. Have you ever flushed the toilet and the water starts rising? You, you go, dang, you know, I got a problem here, and I think that's where the uh, where the attorney general is. There you go. So <laughs> he's saying basically Merrick Garland's toilet is overflowing, and I guess they're using uh, uh, Jack Smith as a plunger. What do you think, Rogan? Well, I mean, he, you know, Senator Kennedy speaks for uh, at least 74 million Republican voters across this country who are seeing the blatant weaponization of our DOJ. You know, two of the so Trump announced yesterday that he expects to be indicted. This is something we've known. Two of them are directly from the DOJ. The third one in the New York City is from a proxy of the DOJ. Right? They hired. Uh, the, the, the New York attorney, uh, sorry, the district attorney's office hired a DOJ lawyer in December, and then a few months later, Trump gets indicted. So this is all from the Biden regime. This is top down. This is coordinated. This is the guy that was in the Oval Office with Obama planning on how they're going to spy on President Trump 
And then he announced it in November of last year at a speech saying, we're going to do everything within our power constitutionally to stop President Trump from getting back into office. So a shameful weaponization. But this is these are the stakes. We are effectively at war with corrupt elements of our own government, a political war. Yes. One thousand percent. I said this. I've been saying that we are in the thick of it. And I'm going to tell you, Rogan, you know, normally we think about World War Two. You think about World War One. You think about Korea and all that. Nobody never nobody ever had a beachhead on the United States of America until now. And they're beyond the beachhead. They are in the country. They have invaded the country and they are warring against half of the population. And they are uh, in attempting to uh, to take us down, to take down the country as founded as Barack Obama promised he was going to fundamentally transform America. That's when I think it began. What do you think? I couldn't agree more. It's a Marxist takeover of our institutions, not only in the government, but in academia and media. And they want total control. They hate uh, the Constitution. They hate the rights and protections that it provides for citizens. They, They censored the sitting president of the United States while he was in office. Think about that. Big tech has more power than the leader of the free world. We need to get this under control, and it's a coordinated effort with Wall Street, with big tech, with uh, government institutions, with NGOs, with with international organizations. It's a WEF agenda. They're far more ahead in their aggressive, tyrannical agenda in Europe. We're seeing the, the farmers revolt because they're, you know, killing the cows and seizing the farms. We are the last target for the global takeover, to have a one-world government. This is pretty obvious at this point. And as before, America will have to be the bastion of freedom that protects not only our country, but eventually saves the world. Rogan, that's what they're saying. That's what other countries are saying. They're saying we need the light of America because without the light of America, the whole, the whole world goes dark. I mean, look where the, the world was before the United States of America. Uh, it's ridiculous. Now, you've been very involved in social media. Let me uh, hear from you, your experience the last few years uh, on social media with this massive censorship industrial complex. I, I would love to hear from somebody who has really, really exploded on social media using DC Drano. What has life been like for you until Elon Musk took over Twitter? It's like that, you know that sound they play when you swear on, on TV it goes beep. beep. It's yeah. Like, it's like that. Every every time you post something <laughs> truthful, you get a beep from, yes. from the overlords. Um, you know, I, I can't tell you how many people I come across that say my Facebook was banned, my Twitter was banned, you know, I I only talked about my family on there. I mean it's so Uh, insanely pervasive. It's 90 to 95% only against conservatives. I myself was banned off of Twitter for almost two years. And Elon fortunately brought me back in Uh December of last year. And I've gained, you know, almost six or 700,000 followers. I'm almost at a million. So, you know, I think there's a reason why they wanted me banned is because they know that Raw truth is what the American people want to hear, and they're doing everything they can to stop that. So I implore everyone listening to this, your words are the most powerful weapon in the history of the world. The pen is mightier than the sword, and that is why they censor us. That's why they censored (laughs) President Trump. Use your words. Spread your message to your family, your friends, your community. This country is under attack from within by a corrupt government. They know that President Trump is their greatest enemy and that he can actually disassemble 
the corrupt bureaucratic regime in D.C., and that's why they're going all out to stop him. And it's not just President Trump. We're next. So this oh, yeah. is our only chance to really stop this before, uh, you know, it, it gets far, far worse. Uh, Rogan, when you heard the word disinformation originally, what did you what did you think? Because when I heard it, I was like, huh, the uh, media and social media and Democrats are just using this word like we've known about it forever. And they just started using it. And oddly enough, we kind of began to realize that disinformation was any dissent. I even made a T-shirt that said dissent is not disinformation. When you when you when they originally started this disinformation or as Stalin used to call it, disinformatia in 1923 how did you react i mean the same way you did it's just another word for dissent they do not want people exposing their corruption you know it used to be when you'd get censored on social media you know three four five years ago it would be because uh you know it it was uh two plus two is five actually it's four you know it was for only the most (laughs) basic wrong now I have found, especially on Instagram and threads and Facebook, if you criticize Joe Biden, you get censored with fact fact checks and misinformation. You know, oh, he didn't actually mean to say that he established the greatest voter fraud organization in the country. He meant to say voter, you know, get out the vote like they, they cover for him. Right. And. And we've seen with Joe Biden in, you know, the, the Missouri v. Biden case, they just filed an appeal in the Fifth Circuit so that they could continue coordinating censorship with all these big tech companies, right? Yes. They are fighting to silence our voices, our own government. And I personally have a lawsuit. Um, it's, it's actually, we're, we're pretty high up. I'm not allowed to disclose too much per my lawyer's advice, but I caught the government censoring me. I got the emails. In a FOIA request, we are going to take these people down. I promise it's only a matter of time. And I predict that by next May or June, we will have Supreme Court precedent making it the law of the land that the government cannot censor people on social media as protected under the First Amendment. Rogan, have you ever uh, seen anything like this? I mean, we saw the government test our um, tolerance with regard to the restrictions of all of the uh, freedoms afforded by the First Amendment, whether it be going to church or or being able to express yourself publicly. Uh, Did you ever expect to see anything like this in a country that has the First Amendment backed up by the Second Amendment? No, no. It's actually shocking. Um, It's it's shocking, it's depressing, but it actually gives me a little bit of hope. I feel like we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel here. If they are getting this desperate, this overt, with their corruption, with their censorship, with their warmongering, right? 95%, uh, Turning Point just had a conference, 95% of their 7,000 GOP attendees said they are against funding the Ukraine war. Yes. We are waking up. This is a national movement. This is a global movement. And I can, you know, a, a, a cornered animal fights the hardest, right? That's Absolutely. That's what the state feels like. We are far more powerful than them. That is why they are censoring us. They do not want the word to get out about their crimes. But as long as we keep fighting through the censorship and through the harassment, you know, we're seeing what they're doing with Jason Aldean now, who has a video saying, hey, don't burn down cities and kill people. And they're like, wow, he's he's stoking violence. It's like, no, BLM and Antifa, you are the violent ones. 
We are restoring order to this country, and I have a feeling 2024 is going to bring good news for us. Absolutely. Uh, real quick, thoughts on Donald Trump, this uh, this uh, supposed indictment that's coming uh, on the heels of two indictments, uh, you know, historic indictments, purely political. What are your thoughts on what's going to happen with regard to Trump? I predict he's going to be the nominee, without a doubt, and I think he'll be the president. But what do you think? Well, I agree with you, everything you just said. This indictment is actually the scariest because the Florida indictment was about documents, right? And we know it's all BS, but it was about documents. They're potentially going to charge him with insurrection or seditious conspiracy because they want to disqualify him under the 14th Amendment so that he cannot run for office, right? So if you're convicted of that, they tried to do with Marjorie, it didn't work because she wasn't convicted. If they can get a conviction, which it would be a D.C. jury, right, because you, you have to get the jury where the crime, quote, crime, quote, happened. Um, and this one, they, they not only may be able to get a conviction, but they could actually get pretrial detention. Wow. And I think that's what happens if that, Rogan? I, I'm going to tell you. I think they're starting. To, I think they're trying to start a war. I, I do. Well, I really we, do. We, we have to. We have to have cool heads. I know it, but that's what they're yeah, trying to. They're poking at us, dude. Want I know that is what they want. Amen. We have to be peaceful. We have the numbers. We have the truth. We have the Constitution on our side. We have to fight this as legitimately as we can, because the second people start getting over the crossing the line is when they will unleash hell. Hey, Rogan, right could, you, could you stick around for the second break, or do you have to run? Could you stick around for another break, just three minutes? Yeah, yeah. All right, bro. More with Rogan O'Hanley in a second. Got to take a break. It's a Rob Carson show. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's the Rob Carson show. I will also note that while the impression has been conveyed by the U.S. attorney in Delaware, that he has similar powers to that of a special counsel in this case. This is Joseph Ziegler. He is Whistleblower X talking about uh, 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 Vice, Weiss, the, uh, the, the prosecutor, and uh, how uh, uh, he was actually kowtowed, uh, not kowtowed, he was actually directed by Merrick Garland. Free reign to do as needed. That was not the case. It appeared to me, based on what I experienced, that the U.S. attorney in Delaware in our investigation was constantly hamstrung, limited, and marginalized by DOJ officials, as well as other U.S. attorneys. I still think that a special counsel is necessary for this investigation. There you go. So uh, it looks like this was being directed out of D.C. Rogan O'Hanley, D.C. Drano on Twitter is on the phone. What do you think about that, sir? Well, I think it's, uh, I'm, I'm losing track of how many whistleblowers <laughs> we have saying that no, Eric Garland is corrupt. Yes, And my frustration is, why is the GOP House majority not bringing this guy up for impeachment? We're yes. going on to uh, indictment number two for the guy running against Joe Biden, the leading candidate, and we've got zero actual charges against Hunter Biden. we got a slap on the wrist plea deal and a cocaine investigation where they didn't even ask him a single question. Okay, so it, it, it's beyond rationality why we have not done anything yet the democrats would have impeached uh, our guy attorney general twice by now let me ask you this why rogan why, why don't why, why why aren't there any ags or or uh, da's uh, republicans around the country going after the bidens i wonder why and that it, is i have the same question as well all we get is mean letters we fight like hell to put these people into office 
and then all they do is send mean letters. Exercise your power. You know, I'm a you know big Trump supporter, but if there's one thing Governor DeSantis has shown us, you know, he won a very close race, right? Uh, less than 1% in 2018, and in 22 he did a lot better. But he said, I may have only won a bare majority of the votes, but I have 100% of the power. And he exercised it, and he grew his base to a 20-point victory the next time around. What these Republicans have to understand is, do not play to the middle. Play to the base, and the middle will come to you. Yeah, because I know. Every uh, rational we, American is looking for strength, courage, and leadership right amen. now. I talked to somebody last night. They said, we don't have time to be afraid, but they are. The left is terrified. That's why they're lashing out. Rogan, is there anything uh, we can do? Give us a site where we can help you out. I know you got some legal bills. Is, do you need assistance that way? And where can people find you? Obviously, D.C. Drano on Twitter. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, DC Drano on Twitter is where you're going to get the the hottest takes from me because it's the least censored platform. I'm also on Instagram. Or you can sign up for my newsletter at dcdrano.com. I thankfully don't need people's money for this court case because right, we have right. some very big donors that right, I gotta, up because they believe in this. I got to run, bro. Thank you so much. Hope to have you on again soon. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show, and the number is 800-922-6680. If you would like to uh, comment about anything we're discussing today, they're having a... uh, hearing on the weaponization of government and how the federal government's 70 letter agencies uh, worked with and uh, coerced social media to some degree, although they went along quite easily uh, because most of those in charge at, at Facebook and YouTube and, and Twitter were all leftists, so they had no trouble uh, censoring people. But RFK Jr. was there, and he's been known for speaking the truth about vaccines and things like that. I actually lost my YouTube account for a while because I posted a truthful video about vaccines that RFK Jr. did. <clears throat> Today during the hearings, this representative uh, Stacy Plaskett, who is uh, from the Virgin Islands, although she hasn't been back in a while. Uh, It's an old joke. Anyway, uh, she began her opening statement saying that uh, Kennedy, um, uh, that COVID was targeted to specifically attack Caucasians and blacks and went on to claim Kennedy advised black Americans not to receive vaccines, among other things, because she's an idiot. And she uh, basically spent the first few minutes of her her uh, her uh, introduction uh, maligning uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Here is um, this is Thomas Massey. Um, responding uh, and getting ready to uh, ask questions of RFK Jr. where he uh, is able to actually answer the the idiot who uh, said all the bad things about him. But suggesting that there's more material that needs to be censored. This is a hearing on censorship that began with an effort, with a formal motion from the other side of the aisle to censor Mr. Kennedy. Wow. They do not want him to speak. Yet that is the topic of this hearing. They have kept him from speaking. A collusion. 
between the government and private organizations. Mr. Kennedy, in your opening statement, you um, introduced us to this word malinformation. Can you tell us more about this made-up word, what it means? You mean disinformation, disinformation also, uh, well, originally called disinformatia by Joseph Stalin in 1923? And some of the uh, things that you've tr said or tried to say that you've been censored for that's been characterized as malinformation. Pretty much everything. Yes, Congressman Assey, and if, if, it, if by your leave, I'd like to just respond Please. briefly. Uh, to some of the, uh, what I would call, defamations that have been uh, just applied to me by the ranking member. See, Stacey Plaskett is an idiot. And if you don't believe me, listen to her talk, all right? That's, that's one of the things that I say when I say, you know, you think 2020 was fair. You say the 2020 was not fair. Well, why not? And I always say, because I'm stupid. Or because I'm not stupid. <laughs> I slept Go ahead. Somebody, media manners will grab that. But uh, because I'm not stupid. Uh, do you believe that, uh, you know, a Russia collusion was a hoax? Yeah, I do, because it was, uh, it's, I'm not stupid. And, and basically, uh, Stacey Plaskett, when you, when you ask, you know, do, do, how do I know that she is stupid? It's not because I'm not stupid. It's because uh, just listen to her talk. See, you'll find that same way with, uh, you know, there's some other people, AOC, uh, Joy Behar, uh, 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 the mayor of New York City. You know, those people, if you don't think they're stupid, just listen to them talk. Back to RFK Jr. Uh, I'm happy to talk to you about my opinions on these issues, what you, the, what you have stated and tried to associate me with uh, through guilt by association is simply inaccurate. Virtually everything, every statement that you just made about me is inaccurate. I have never advised black Americans not to receive vaccines. At one point you say I'm anti-vax and that's a bad thing. The other thing, the <laughs> other moment you point out that all my children are vax. I fact, I'm fully compliant with the vaccine schedule myself, except for COVID. I, I, I took flu vaccines for 20 years straight. I have never been anti-vax. I have never told any, I have never told the public avoid vaccination. The only thing I've asked for and my views are constantly misrepresented so that the truth of what I believe is not, we're not allowed to have a conversation with, about that with the American people, which I believe vaccines should be tested. And what else were we not able to talk about? Well, the election of 2020, Russia collusion, uh, you know, uh, vaccine protocols, uh, school closures, business closures, uh, uh, Black Lives Matter, couldn't say anything bad about it. CRT, CRT, you used to not be able to say that CRT even existed. And, and if you did say anything about CRT, the left literally would tell you that CRT, that CRT is not being taught in schools. Seriously, forever, forever. I've got a little, uh, let me see if I can find this here. Uh, I've got a... Uh, uh, yeah, here it is. This is this is a little montage of uh, of what it used to be. CRT originally, the left was saying it's not being taught in schools. What are you talking about? And when the truth got out that CRT was being taught in schools, they just decided to embrace it. And when Republicans said that CRT is bad, then they decided to call everybody racist for uh, for maligning CRT. You see, here's the uh, CRT montage. Critical race theory. 
It's an approach to teaching of American history and civics that argues systemic racism is woven into American law and institutions. Critical race theory is not being taught um, in K-12 schools. None of those states are teaching critical race theory in their K-12 schools, man. But it doesn't exist. Yeah, there you go. That's about three, four years ago. Uh, CRT was not being taught. Here's Michael Steele. He sold his soul to MSNBC and somebody who lives uh, way down. There are sixth graders not being taught critical race theory. Critical race theory is not taught in elementary schools or middle school or now if you uh, get rid of crt in elementary schools you're a racist high schools it's taught in law school critical race theory which isn't real just to be clear it's not it's not in the curriculum all the crt stuff is trumped up dog whistling we do not teach critical race theory here in virginia it has never been taught really really yeah well it's being taught everywhere everybody knows it let's uh, fast forward to the montage racist or not and there you go so they originally said that critical race theory wasn't big, and then originally they said the vaccine wouldn't uh, would prevent you from getting the uh, virus, and then they said, well, yeah, it won't prevent you from getting the virus, but it'll keep you from transmitting the virus, and then they knew that was wrong. So finally they just settled on, it'll make your symptoms better. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. Do, do you see what I'm doing here? And then we find out, and I mentioned the, uh, the New York Times, now admitting that 30% of vaccine deaths, they were uh, actually, they died of something else. I said this in the middle of it. I said, and, and, and Robert Redfield, the former uh, CDC director under Donald Trump, he said there was a per- perverse incentive to diagnose and treat COVID. And then there became a perverse incentive to just offer vaccines as a treatment instead of hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin even though they were showed to work beautifully. They eliminated COVID in Uttar Pradesh. It is a province in India that has more people than the United States of America, and they wiped it out. And Anthony Fauci and Big Pharma insisted that ivermectin was horse medicine and hydroxychloroquine was unproven, even though everybody in the country of Africa gets a regimen of hydroxychloroquine every year to prevent malaria and Look at the numbers for COVID coming out of Africa. Almost non-existent. You know where most people died? In the good old USA, where you couldn't do anything about it. But go to the hospital, get on a respirator where you had an 85% chance of dying, or waiting for a vaccine. That was it. Man, did we get hosed or what? This is why one of my big applause lines last night, I said, I wanted to see... Uh, Nuremberg trials for those who were in charge of Wuhan. And I got applause. Oh, my God. So we find out that 30% of deaths in New York City were not attributed to COVID. It was a lie. Then you see this story from ABC or no, CBS. I looked this up this morning. This is May of 2020 when I was, that was the first month that I said, COVID is bullcrap. It's being used to inspire fear. And then it became the summer of 2020. And you can tell. 2020 was 2020 because it was 2020. That's what I said while it was happening. New York City death toll from the coronavirus may be thousands of fatalities worse, thousands of uh, fatalities worse than the tally kept by the city and state. This is CBS in 2020. Some of these excess fatalities could be COVID-19 deaths that went unaccounted because a person died at home or without medical providers realizing they were infected. It also might represent a ripple effect of the health crisis. Public fear over contracting the virus and the enormous strain on hospitals might have led to delays in people seeking or receiving life-saving care. What happened to the refrigerated body trucks from all the people who were dying? What happened to the body pits? 
for people who died of COVID who had to go to work at Walmart. Or maybe you were just lied to. I'm going to go with the second because of all the evidence. Yeah, that's 2020. But the good news is your government that loves you and takes care of you has finally uh, cut off the flow of taxpayer monies to the Wuhan lab that made the virus and released it on the world. And I could say that now because I'm not being censored anymore. And because everybody knows the damn virus came from the damn lab. And the FBI, Christopher Ray, even said, oh, yeah, we knew it came from the lab a long time ago. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. So they're cutting off the funding <laughs> to the Wuhan lab finally. After they created a virus, unleashed it on us, and then... Joe Biden, who's getting millions and millions of dollars from China, did nothing about it, did nothing to find out where the virus came from. And now that we know it came from China, he sends over, you know, Janet Yellen and John Kerry. And they, uh, you know, they tell uh, Xi Jinping to drop trow and bend over and they each grab one cheek and just go (laughs) then they pulled it right back up again and went on as usual. This is uh, Rand Paul talking to Eric Bowling the other night about uh, Anthony Fauci. You know, about a year ago, I sent a letter to the attorney general asking for the prosecution of Anthony Fauci for lying to Congress. He did. It's a felony to lie to Congress. It can be as much as five years in prison. About a year ago, he came before my committee and he said, absolutely not. The NIH or his particular part of the NIH, the NAID, did not send funds for gain-of-function research in Wuhan. But they did. Meaning research where you juice up and combine viruses that become more dangerous. And these are viruses that are not found in nature. And he said, we didn't do it. Well, just this last week, we got more information. There's a host of information saying he did do it. But now we have in his own words an email from February, there the first go. week in February in 2020. And that's all you need to know. Where he summarizes And it. that's all you need to know. So we find out after it's over that they overestimate the deaths. That's a fact. That's a fact. People who are texting me or, or, or emailing me, it's just a fact. It's the news. Yeah, yeah. So coming up, we've got to Joe Rogan. He says that he knows why Jeffrey Epstein had a picture of Bill Clinton in a blue dress in his house. Then also, the number of people in New York smoking the Sweet Mary Jane. And uh, Travis King, the soldier who uh, defected to North Korea, we've got some information on that. This is The Rob Carson Show. They impeached our president twice for nothing. The truth is simple, and it's right before our eyes. They raided his home. I don't know what to be concerned about. No one, no one seems to. And they call us extremists and fascists for supporting him. Yeah, we're done with all that. It's the Rob Carson Show. New bumper music. It's a group called Hugo. The song is called Bread and Butter. And yes, the rest of the song is as cool as the beginning. (laughs) Come on! All right, so yeah, Hugo is the uh, is the guy is H U G O, and uh, it's one of the groups that I've discovered um, that I'm adding the music because it's just good. There's there is a lot of good music being made right now. I know, you know, it's it's funny. I see this morning, you know, uh, what was it? Matt Gates went to the premiere of the Barbie movie, right? And uh, he got all sorts of heat for going to the Barbie movie premiere. 
And you're like, you know what, guys? I hate to tell you this. I know there are a lot of people in Hollywood to hate, and there are some people that I, I don't go see their movies because, you know, I don't agree with their politics. But I'm going to tell you, you're going to have a really miserable life if you give up music and you give up movies and you give up TV because you're so afraid that somebody doesn't agree with your politics. I mean, if it's blatant, obviously, if somebody's going to say something that is untrue or very left of center or obscene, sure, sure. But honestly, uh, you know, so I went to see Barbie. It, it, who cares about the movie? It's just a movie. All right. I'm going to go see Oppenheimer. Just found out from my son. We're going to see it today. So uh, it's three hours. We're going to see the IMAX. And it's a story of Robert Oppenheimer, the, uh, the guy who uh, created the atom bomb. And, uh, and I've heard it's amazing. I've heard it's amazing. Uh, by the way, um, Charlie Kirk, is, he, he put together TPUSA. He's an amazing guy. He predicted that uh, DeSantis' campaign would slip and Ramaswamy would move up. And according to a poll, and this is just preliminary stuff. I'm not meaning to crap anybody's parade. But uh, Kaplan Strategies asked the question, if the 2024 re- presidential re- uh, Republican presidential primary were held today, who would you vote for? Uh, number one, it's Donald Trump, 48%. Uh, number two, tied with Ron DeSantis, is Vivek Ramaswamy. Chris Christie is still there. Mike Pence drops way back. Nikki Haley still only has three. Asia Hutchinson has nothing. So who knows? Who knows? A lot of things can happen. A lot of things can happen. I don't think that Ron DeSantis saying that Donald Trump could have done more about January the 6th when he couldn't uh, helped him very much. Because to me, it, it just showed that he was another GOP uh, candidate smelling blood in the water and trying to get rid of Donald Trump. And it, it, didn't, it rubbed people the very wrong way. Uh, basically, everybody said, uh, uh, you know, listen, uh, it's very clear that Donald Trump is uh, the target of a witch hunt. It's very clear to everybody who is a Republican, even even Kevin McCarthy. They know that this has been a witch hunt from day one. Seven years of misery for not only Donald Trump, but the people who support him for just supporting him. And so people didn't take it the right way. This is uh, Donald Trump Jr. talking about uh, Ron DeSantis uh, last night, Donald Trump Jr. And uh, he was asked about the, the donor class and uh, Ron DeSantis campaign. Prior to him um, announcing his presidential bid, a lot of conservatives, I think, kind of viewed him as the heir apparent in 2028. So why do you think he decided to challenge your father and, and jeopardize that? Well, I, I think that's sort of the, the never Trump billionaire donor movement, right? The people who, you know, they say they're for America, but, you know, if they can get their widget for half a cent cheaper by getting it from China, that's their guy. You know, the people who are all in on the Ukraine war, uh, the billionaire donor class, they don't align with America first. They're yeah, not with true. the hardworking blue collar men and women that my father was fighting for. And you saw that, right? You saw the interview with Tucker Carlson on Fox. He took a, you know, a Trump light, let's call it, approach on Ukraine. And then two days later, well, I changed my mind because I got a phone <laughs> call from, you know, one of umpteen billionaire donors who want to control their president. And we've seen that this is a man that doesn't have those convictions. Well, we'll see. We will see. We will see. Uh, Joe Rogan, I, I, uh, I like Joe Rogan. You know, um, I, I think he's, he speaks like the common man. Um, I think he makes some great points, and he has made some headlines. He is really shaking things up because a lot of people listen to him. He, I would venture to say he's a libertarian, maybe slightly left libertarian. But he said some amazing things, and it's reached a very big audience. And I have no doubt that his influence is changing the minds of millennials and even Gen Z in some ways because he recognizes truth and he recognizes BS, right?
Now, remember when Jeffrey Epstein was, uh, they raided his apartment after he died, and they, they, you know, uh, they found this painting, and it was Bill Clinton in a blue dress right in the entryway. And uh, Joe, Bill Clinton flew on uh, Jeffrey Epstein's plane 26 times and uh, denied going to his pedophile island. But he was on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. Here's what Joe Rogan says, the reason why that painting was there. Why do you think Epstein had that giant painting of Bill Clinton in a dress in his foyer? Right, let's move forward here, and he, he will say it. President, who was on the flight logs 26 times yeah. with Epstein, yes. and you got that guy in a f dress in your house. Okay, I'm you dumb. I'm sorry, dude. I'm officially dumb because I've known about that picture. Yeah. And I've just been like, why would anybody yeah, want? Why would anybody want that? Why that is, I got you. Just to like, hey, yeah. That's I got you. Okay, so Joe Rogan is saying, this is Jeffrey Epstein saying, I've got you, B-word, to Bill Clinton. Meaning that Epstein has the goods on Clinton. And this is the way of him showing everybody that uh, Bill Clinton flew on the Lolita Express, probably made a, made a flyover or spent a weekend at Pedophile Island, and Jeffrey Epstein had the goods on him. That is terrifying. That's terrifying. Imagine if I knew some horrible dark secrets about you, and you came over my house, and I have a giant painting of you right when you walk into the front door. Wow. I don't know. It's a theory. It's a theory. Coming up, uh, you won't believe how many New Yorkers are getting high. I think the mayor is because, you know, his decision-making ability. And a faux abduction that will make you laugh out loud. That's on the way. This is the Rob Carson Show. All the Brandons out there, we salute you and say, let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. This is Elise Stefanik talking on Capitol Hill today in the uh, government weaponization uh, testimony. And the American people are smart. They know that this was not a hack and dump. This was illegal government censorship to talking about Hunter's laptop. protect and prop up Joe Biden on the eve of the 2020 election. And according to polling, of people who were now made aware of the Hunter Biden laptop story, 53% would have changed their vote, including 61% of Democrats. So do you agree that the censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop story was determinative in the 2020 election, Ms. Morris? Yeah, there are various polls that say that, um, that there would have been a change in the outcome of the election, and obviously it's... Ms. Morris with uh, Breitbart. And on the Newsmax hotline, we have somebody who I really enjoy watching. She is Carolyn Levitt. She is not only a Newsmax contributor, spokesperson for Make America Great Again, Inc., and uh, she's here. Hello, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, Rob. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for saying that. I enjoy listening to you, so thank you. Carolyn, that means a lot to me because, or Caroline, I should say, I, I really appreciate that because I, I respect what you do as uh, as a pundit, and and I really I'm really glad when I see you on Newsmax, and uh, it's just that means a lot to me. So thank you, thank you very much. Uh, let me ask you this, Carolyn. Uh, you know, I'm kind of watching this this hearing on the fly this morning, um, but as far as uh, as far as what the F, uh, the IRS, the FBI did um, in uh, 2020 and beyond. Um, where, how are you feeling about not only the testimony that's happened in the last couple of weeks, but how it, uh, how how can you possibly defend that the election was free and fair and that Joe Biden is in the White House legally? Well, you 
can. If you're looking this, at this objectively, and if you have two brain cells to rub together, which frankly a lot of the Democrats don't appear to have these days, but if you yes. are looking at this through an objective lens, right, it's very, very clear that the federal government colluded with the Biden campaign at the time and the DCCC and the Democrat Party to censor and silence the Hunter Biden laptop story. And it absolutely, undoubtedly, as Congress Stefanik Congresswoman Stefanik just pointed out in the cut that you played, it undoubtedly changed the impact of the 2020 election. Now, Rob, I was working as an assistant press secretary in the Trump White House in October of 2020. I remember the day, the minute that the Hunter Biden laptop story was posted on the New York Post. And I remember within hours they were taken down. They were taken off of Twitter and the the DCCC, the Biden campaign, all of the Democrats and the mainstream media pushed that it was Russian disinformation like clockwork. A lot of those people, by the way, still have not apologized or admitted that they were wrong and that they were not journalists at the time, but rather left-wing stenographers for the Democrat Party. And now here we are today. We have the facts. We've seen the 1023 form. We have whistleblowers courageously coming forward to testify on Capitol Hill to say that they were faced with roadblock after roadblock, to use the words of Joseph Joseph Ziegler himself, in this investigation into Hunter and Joe's corruption. And the Democrats still don't care. They don't want to talk about the substance. They're pointing the finger at Republicans saying, we're the threats to democracy. Are you kidding me? How about the guy that set up 20 shell companies when he was vice president to sell out our democracy and our national security? So we are living in, again, this two-tier system of justice, right, where Democrats turn a blind eye to the real crime, and then they turn around and say that Republicans are the criminals. This is no longer a partisan war, Rob. This is good versus evil, evil, truth versus lies. And yes. I'm proud to be on the right side of it. And truth always wins. That we know. Yeah. Now, you know, uh, you had mentioned that there's no apology from the media after it was exposed that you know about all this stuff. And the reason being is they are in unapologetic because they know that what they did worked. It was the same thing that Harry D- Reid did with Mitt Romney. He knew that Mitt Romney had played his taxes. He made it up. He knew that the mainstream media would pick up the story. And then when he was asked afterwards, he said, oh, I know he didn't pay his taxes, but it worked. That's the same pathos that happens in the American news media. That's why there's no apology. They do the party's bidding, they and they drive on. That's what Rush Limbaugh used to say. The drive-by media. They get the story out there that kills Republicans, it really hurts Republicans. Then they move on. Because the news cycle is short, other stories pop up, and we forget about that. I'm not right. forgetting about it. I'm not forgetting about it. There are a lot of people really ticked off, Carolyn, and you're closer to this than I am. But I feel that there is a there is a righteous anger uh, in the country about the last election, about the treatment of Donald Trump, and it's not just Republicans. It's not just Trump supporters. I think this is cutting through uh, to to other groups, possibly minority voters, the malfeasance and the, and the absolute uh, dishonesty of the federal government and the mainstream media. What do you think? I think you're absolutely right, Rob. You know, I'm up here in New Hampshire, which is my home state, the first in the nation primary state. I campaigned here as a congressional candidate last cycle. Unfortunately, wish I was in Congress on the House Oversight Committee, but the Democrat did prevail in that race. But, you know, I live in in New Hampshire, right? I I speak to voters in this very critical, early, key battleground state every day, and there's a lot of independent 
independents who many of them I've spoken personally to did vote for Joe Biden in 2020, and they were completely fooled. Now, a lot of them aren't as open to admitting that as most, but I do think a lot of Americans who actually did vote for Biden, we know there were many more illegitimate votes than those that actually were cast, but regardless, those that voted for him are realizing, first of all, this guy has done nothing good for our nation in the past two and a half years. I mean, I couldn't point to one policy that has helped hardworking people in New Hampshire or Iowa or South Carolina. And then also all of these allegations of corruption, they are breaking through. You know, I get asked a lot, well, nothing's ever done. You know, we want accountability. We want people in jail. And yes, absolutely we do. And House Republicans and President Trump need to continue to push forward to hold the deep state accountable. However, the mainstream media is in a way being forced to cover this. Now they didn't cover they don't cover it as extensively as honest media do like yourself Rob, but it is getting across where people are starting to realize there is something wrong with this Biden family and it will absolutely be enough to deter people from voting for him again. When they go in that voting booth, not only will they know all of these allegations of corruption because House Republicans have forced people to talk about it, but they're also going to remember what Joe Biden has done to their lives in the past few years, whether it's killing good energy jobs, whether it's hiking up electric bills here in New Hampshire, where the highest electric uh, charge state in the country. Our bills are astronomical for a lot of families. This past winter, people were struggling to afford home heating oil because of Joe Biden's policies. And I think it really is going to make a difference in this next election. And I, I firmly believe Donald Trump is going to be back in that White House. Um, I'm going to be in New Hampshire hanging out with Jack Heath and the Pulse of New Hampshire on uh, August 3rd and 4th. I hope that you're around because I'd love to have you on the air. I'd love to have you on the air. Absolutely. I would love to come. Jack Heath is a great friend. He's a great guy. He's a truth teller. I love him. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, as far as the uh, primary is concerned, uh, I like to say, and I, and I do believe that I'm being truthful, I'm not meaning in any way, shape, or form to be a shell per, for a candidate, but I like to say that the other candidates are candidates, and Donald Trump is not a candidate. He is a movement. What are your thoughts on the GOP fa- field versus Donald Trump? I really like that way you said that, Rob, and I might take it from you, if you don't mind. I'll cite, I'll cite my source. I'd like to use this honest journalist, but I like that a lot. because All I ask true. is that every time you open with that thought, you say, this comes from the greatest radio personality in the history of mankind, Rob Carson. That's all I ask. <laughs> you got it. You got it. That's fair. Well, I, right. I, I love it because it's so true, right? He has created a movement, arguably the most impactful movement in American politics, Ever. I mean, really, certainly in modern times, uh, but most definitely he's up there in terms of influential political figures who have woken people up to what's really going on in our government. This is a government for the people, by the people. Our founding fathers are turning over in their graves looking at what has become of this deep state and this over-bloated federal bureaucracy, right? Donald Trump woke us up to that. He woke up people who don't pay attention to politics every day like you and me, but he made them realize that pretty much everyone who's working for us down there is corrupt, and they want our money to spend it on useless crap. 
And he's been calling out people on both sides of the aisle for that. You never heard about the deep state until Donald Trump started running for office. He's woken up so many great Americans across this country. It is a movement. And that's why nobody else in this Republican field can touch him. He is a dominant position of 40 points and more. He's winning in every early battleground state. He's winning in every state. And I think some people like Ron DeSantis, frankly, who's in second place, hardly Vivek Ramaswamy is quickly catching his tail, are being exposed for being, once again, shills of the establishment, shills of the regime. Donald Trump is the only person, in my opinion, running truly to bring a government for the people, by the people. And he's been to D.C. before. He can go back. He, he took names. He knows who's good, who's bad, and he can really restore greatness to this country on day one, unlike anyone else. I'm going to tell you, uh, Carolyn, I think you do a lot of cardio because you don't even breathe when you talk. I mean, my God, I think if we we should do a record for the most syllables in one second or in one minute. I think you'd be right up there. I'm, I'm teasing you, of course, because you are you are a focused and determined person. I remember when you initially ran for Congress and you were like this wonderkind. And I went, holy crap. And, and really, and that's the way I feel. You're, you're, you're awesome. I love it. And you're so dang knowledgeable about everything. Let me ask you. Um, with regard to uh, Ron DeSantis uh, saying the other day that uh, Donald Trump could have done more on January the 6th, I got to tell you, I think that was a major shoot in his, uh, 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 he shot himself in the foot. Uh, and I think that's really going to hurt him. What are, what are your thoughts after those comments uh, by Ron DeSantis? I think it's a disqualifying statement for a Republican presidential candidate to say that uh, the protesters on January 6th should have been acted against more forcefully? I mean, what does he mean by that? The Department of Justice has thrown these people into the D.C. gulag, stripping away their human and constitutional rights, and he wishes that Donald Trump came out more forcefully against them? That is playing right into the hands of the communists and the Marxists in the D.C. gulag and in the D.C. court system and in Joe Biden's regime that hates Donald Trump. They hate his supporters and they hate Americans in the heartland who love this country so much. Uh, and so, frankly, I think that statement from DeSantis shows his true colors. Yeah. And, and by the way, like- it, it, it's not it's not uh, the president's responsibility for the security of the Capitol. That is under the auspices of that branch of the government, Nancy Pelosi. And I might add, Donald Trump recommended 10,000 or 11,000 National Guard troops before the January the 6th incident. And they didn't come to the, uh, the Capitol until after when Nancy Pelosi asked that the National Guard come to keep people from protesting. Exactly right. And while her daughter was there taking a film, Uh, it was some Hollywood production. So let's not forget that Ron DeSantis clearly has, and that's why he said that. He's sounding more like Liz Cheney and Mitt Romney than a true America First Republican. Now, Caroline, I want to ask you this one final question here. Um, uh, What do you think about vice presidents so far? I I mean, we've got some prospects. I I love Byron Donalds. I think Tim Scott's done after the TPUSA event. Uh, I I really think Christy Noem is right there, man. I really do. Uh, what are your? Who do you? Do you kind of thinking? Man, this would be great if Donald Trump teamed up with this person. Well, look, 
Look, I think there's a lot of great options. We do have a really deep bench in the Republican Party, which I think is fantastic. Byron Donald is a friend of mine, and I think he's one of the best messengers that we have in the House GOP today. He has a great finance background as well. As you mentioned, Governor Christy Noem has been a great governor for the state of South Dakota. She opened her state long before Ron DeSantis ever did in Florida, by the way. She's creating jobs there, and their economy is booming because yeah. of her truly conservative policies. So uh, I think anyone who Donald Trump picks will be a great choice for the American people. It's going to be a great ticket, and it will certainly be stronger than Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, that's for sure. Well, I greatly appreciate your time today and continued success. Again, I'm going to be in New Hampshire the 3rd and 4th hanging out with Jack Keith, and I hope that I run into you. I really, really do. Hey, I'd love to see you, Rob, and I'll come back on your show anytime. Thanks for having me. I I love it, love it, love it. Have a great day. Where can we find you on social media? Where can people go and and, uh, hear you and, 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 and see your posts? Yes, please go to K Levitt N H L E A V I T T Caroline with a K N H as in New Hampshire. I'm on everything: Twitter, Truth Social, Instagram, the whole nine. I love hearing from our uh, fellow loving patriots across the country. Thanks, Rob. All right, all right. God bless you. Have a glorious weekend. Let's take a break. You're listening to the Rob Carson Show. The left burned our cities. They told us to hate America as founded. Well, we're not only saying no, we're saying hell no. It's the Rob Carson Show. Suck punch somebody on a sidewalk, carjacking old lady at a red light. there are a whole lot of racists in America. The owner of a liquor store, you think it's cool, like the fool. Jason Aldean's number one song in America now because the left attacked him without uh, cause or reason for his song, Try That in a Small Town, about all the Antifa, Black Lives Matter violence of summer 2020. And he said, try that in a small town. It won't happen. And, of course, the left... Uh, they hate people who live in small towns. They don't know even who lives there. It ain't all white people. Don't bring it. Try that in a small town. I think we have a rebuttal from uh, Willie Nelson, actually. Yeah, here it is. This is uh, brand new. <clears throat> from Willie Nelson. Could be Jim Gossett. Not really sure about CMT banning CMT. the show. CMT. I won't watch CMT. CMT banned the video. Jason Aldean. They took his song off the air. CMT. Viewers, they'll lose them. Conservatives Uh no longer will choose them. I wouldn't. Like but light. They'll collapse overnight. We won't forgive what they did to Jason without cause. They banned his song. They know that it's wrong. Yeah, they know it's wrong. Shame on you, CMT. Biting the hand that feeds you. Shame on you, CMT. Why would you ban the song? You know, honestly, this is this is what happens. You know, I think it all happened when you started allowing Canadians to do country music. That's what I think the problem. <laughs> so, did you hear about this woman, Carly Russell? She, a uh, twenty-five-year-old, called nine one one to report a toddler on the highway near Hoover, Alabama, before disappearing for two days. Well, they're kind of questioned that because she came back, and they kind of doubted the two-year-old being found on the highway. And then they found her phone. 
And here is the uh, police commissioner uh, noticing the curiosity of the uh, the the searches on the uh, on the phone. Detectives continue analyzing data from Carly's cell phone that was left behind at the scene. Yeah, what do we got? Here? We enlisted the help of the United States Secret Service okay. in conducting this analysis. Awesome. Part of what data includes several internet searches. Got it. And the days leading up to their disappearance that I think are rel- very relevant. To well, what this did case. she? What did she look up? On July 11th at 7:30 a.m., the term you have to pay for an Amber Alert was searched. Okay, there's that. That's on July 13th, that's nothing. That's right. At 1:03 a.m., yep. the day of her disappearance. Yes. The term how to take money from a register without being caught. Well, probably just a, something for kids in school. On July 13th. <clears throat> yes, what? At 2.13 a.m. What? The day of her disappearance. What? what? The term Birmingham bus station was uh, searched. Well, I wonder if she went to the bus on station. On July 13th, 2.35 a.m. What's that? A search for a one-way bus ticket from Birmingham to Nashville <laughs> was conducted with a departure date of really? July 13th. Really? What else? What else? On July 13th at 12.10 p.m. Yes. A search for the movie... Taken, a film about abduction, was conducted. Well, that's kind of weird. There were two searches later to Amber Alerts on a computer at Carly's place of employment, including one regarding the maximum age of an Amber Alert. Well, that is uh, <clears throat> kind of curious, isn't it? I'd like to see Hunter Biden's phone. It's like tech message on uh, the weekend before July the 4th. Uh, how do I get cocaine uh, into the White House past security? Uh, you know, who who around the White House? Cocaine dealers near me. Just on, uh, you know, uh, on. Uh... <laughs> this is fantastic. All right, let's take a break. Come back and wrap up this thing, shall we? It's the Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. If you don't know already, I am live noon to three Eastern Standard Time on talk radio stations across the country and the replay of every show is available everywhere you find podcasts. Make sure to check out my TV show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World? And above all, don't catch the stupid. 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 